Blog Talk Radio. All right, good evening, y'all. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast of Mike Foster and the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. Um, a little Monday action for you. You know, I try to, I'm going to do definitely every Sunday at seven. That's going to be my standard time, but in the midst, I'm going to be popping in and out, you know, with things that are on my mind, maybe, you know, during the week, a couple of things I got going on, but um, this is going to be one of those impromptu joints. Uh, I kind of gave you a quick uh, warning out there. So I understand if, if, you know, you don't catch it live, but today I decided to get a little lighter uh, than I have been. You know, there's so many things going on in the world today. Uh, it's very easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day mess. Uh, just today, there was another mass shooting in Houston. Um, and, you know, just these things seem to be on the rise. But again, I digress. Today is going to be a real light topic. Uh, the title of this one is going to be Why Not Us? Now, anybody that knows me knows that I am a Cub fan. Cub fan to the world blow up. I mean, just one of those dudes that will stop what they're doing because the Cubs are on. That's me. So needless to say, I'm long-suffering. And also needless to say that I'm in, uh, I've been in heaven the last couple years and maybe for the next few years. Uh, that being said, this topic today is actually going to be a playoff prediction show. Uh, today is going to be the National League. Uh, towards the end of the week is going to be the American League. Uh, and then we're going to talk about World Series and the whole nine yards. Okay. So this one, again, is going to be a little lighter, um, but follow me. All right. So we are September 26th. I never know the days, y'all. I never, I barely know today is Monday, September 26th. As of this taping, the Chicago Cubs are 99 and 54, 56, I'm sorry. 99 wins, 56 losses. They're playing Pittsburgh right now. Uh, 100 wins is a foregone conclusion. Best record in baseball is a foregone conclusion. And naturally, they won the division a few weeks ago. Okay. So I'll get to them in a moment. So right now we have we got three division winners, two wild cards, and that's going to be your playoff field. So let's start with the wild cards. We got three teams playing for two spots. You got the St. Louis Cardinals, you have your San Francisco Giants, and the New York Mets playing for two spots for one game roll off in the wild card game. I'm going to handicap this race. And I'm going to give my spin on it. I believe, based on the eye test, based on, uh, you know, my pouring over stats and that kind of thing, your two wild card teams are going to be the New York Mets and the San Francisco Giants. The Cardinals... I don't know something about them this year. They don't, they don't seem to have it like they normally do. Uh, they bash the cover off the ball. I think they're leading baseball in home runs. Uh, yet 
their run differential, the difference between the runs they score and the runs they give up are somewhere middle of the pack. The pitching staff is semi-shambles, and their manager, Mike Matheny, is going to cost you a couple games with some of his head-scratching moves. Uh, They came into Chicago this past weekend needing all three, got one. Uh, they just this this doesn't strike me as the Cardinals team of old. So I really don't think they're going to get one. Even though as we speak, they are tied, I believe, or a half game out of that second wild card spot. So they're out. The Giants left for dead after the All Star break. I think they went into the break with the best record in baseball and promptly went like six and eighteen in in August to basically put them behind the Dodgers in the division. But they've since awakened, and they're hitting the ball better. They're pitching a lot better. And nobody can doubt the even-year potential of the Giants. They won it all in 2010, 12, and 14. So 2016 is not a stretch to see them make the playoffs. So we got the Giants in as wild card one. The New York Mets, this is the most odd-defying team out there. The pitching staff that shut the Cubs down last year in the, in the championship series has been decimated by injury. I think they've lost uh, they lost um, uh, Jacob deGrom to a forearm injury. I think he's gone for the season. Uh, Steven Matz, a, a lefty, one of those young guns they have, he's gone. So their pitching staff is decimated. Their offense, I don't know how they score runs, okay? Uh, you got Joanna Cespedes and everybody else. Granderson has kind of had a resurging year. He's got 30 homers. I think Cabrera has like 25 homers, something like that. So, you know, a couple of outside contributors, but I don't know how they score runs. But they seem to be a team of destiny, at least to get to the playoffs. They they beat the cover off the ball yesterday, beat the Phillies 17 to nothing. I mean, they hit walk-offs like every other day. I mean, they just seem to be a team of destiny to, to get into the playoffs. So our two wild-card teams right now are San Francisco and New York. We have our three division winners. You've got the Cubs, like I say, best record in baseball, NL Central Division uh, champions. You've got the Washington Nationals, coached by or managed by Dusty Baker, uh, second best record in the National League. They're the NL East champions and the Los Angeles Dodgers, who did it with smoke and mirrors when their best, best pitcher was out for like six weeks. They're the NL West Division champions. So now we got our five Cubs, Nationals, Dodgers, Mets, Giants. Mets and the Giants playing a one game playoff on October 7th, I want to No, October 6th, I believe. Um, Wildcard game. It will be in San Francisco. And because of that, and only because of that, I'm picking San Francisco to come out. So San Francisco over the New York Mets in the wildcard game. We now have the National League Division Series. We have the Nationals versus the Dodgers and the Cubs versus the Giants. The National Series first. 
Dusty Baker is a good regular season manager. Dusty Baker will get everything out of his players that he can during the regular season. Dusty Baker also has a tendency to wear his team out. I can look at the 2003 and 4 Cubs for evidence. I think the Nationals have more overall talent. They have Scherzer, Gio Gonzalez, uh, Steven Strasburg, if he can make it back. That's the one, two, three punch that not many teams can handle. You got Bryce Harper. You've got David Murphy, who's hitting the cover off the ball. I think he's an MVP candidate. Uh, you got some talent over there. You got your Dodgers. You got Clayton Kershaw, best pitcher on the planet, and not much else. I do know they got to this point where the other guy's stepping up, but you got Kershaw and not much else. Their offense is crapshoot. You got Corey Seager. No, yeah, Corey Seager, because Kyle plays in uh, Seattle. Corey Seager, who's hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, good first baseman, uh, has problems with left-handed pitching. Uh, You got Jacob Turner at third, who can tear the cover off the ball. You don't have much else, however. So Kershaw and not much behind him. Those three I just mentioned were not much behind him. Against the Nationals pitching staff, looks to be a little too formidable. I got Washington in four over the Dodgers in the National League Division Series. Cubs-Giants. The Cubs, per many national sources, national reporting, He's the closest that Major League Baseball has to a super team. Now, I'm not going to play the homer role and say, you know, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, even though they are. But they are a team with not many weaknesses. You've got two MVP candidates in Rizzo and Bryant. You've got a 22-year-old shortstop with 95 RBIs. You've got Swiss Army Knife Javier Baez, who makes any team defensively better. You've got a pitching staff to where the last year Cy Young winner is the number three pitcher this year. Think about that. Jake Arrieta this year is the third best pitcher on that staff. And he's 18-7 and seven with a 275 ERA. You've got Lester at 18 and 4, 19 and 4, I believe. You've got Hendricks, uh, 15 and 6, 7, something like that, but leading baseball in ERA. You have a closer on a road as Chapman that regularly runs it up there at 105 miles an hour. The Giants, I think, playing down the stretch just to get in. They're going to come to this series in Chicago tired and not able to handle what the Cubs will throw at them. Cubs in three National League Division Series. So now we're left with 
the matchup that everybody anticipated at the beginning of the season. The National League Championship Series, the Washington Nationals versus the Chicago Cubs, Cubs with the home field advantage. I personally believe that the pitching staffs, at least the starting staffs, if Strasburg Strasburg makes it back, they are almost a push with Cubs maybe having a slight advantage. So where is the difference going to be made in this series? It's going to be the everyday lineup and possibly closer if we get there. That Cubs lineup is formidable. There's no way around that. They are going to give people fits. They are formidable. Again, when you line up with Fowler, then Bryant, then Rizzo, then whoever you, uh, Zobrist, and then you go Russell and Contreras, and and they just keep coming at you. They come at you in waves. They wear pitching down. Regularly during the regular season, the opposing pitcher has 100 pitchers in, pitches in five innings. That gets you to your bullpen, which is the soft spot of most teams. So this best of seven series, I believe, is going to go to the Cubs in five. Yes, that sounds homerish. Cubs in five. I just think their lineup is too formidable. Our fourth starter, John Lackey, is better than their fourth starter, Tanner Rourke. Um, I just think the Cubs have too much firepower for the Nationals. Cubs in five. Which means the Cubs will be the National League National League champions. They win the pennant and head to the World Series. Against two. Well, let's go to the American League. Division winners. They're gonna we have the Indians, which will soon clinch in the NL in the AL Central. We have the Boston Red Sox, who have already clinched the AL East. And the Texas Rangers, I believe they have the best record in the American League uh, in the AL West. And then the wild card is completely up in the air. I think there's a potential to have a four-way tie for the wild card lead. So we're going to wrestle with the wild card in a moment. And we're going to go with well, hold on. Let's, let's do this now. Okay. So we have Toronto. We've got Baltimore within shooting range of the wild card. We've got Detroit, which are three games back. Seattle, which are four games. Seattle and Houston, which are four games and four and a half games back. I believe that it's going to be Toronto and Baltimore, given the AL East, three teams in the playoffs. So now we have our five combatants, Boston, Texas, Cleveland, Toronto, Baltimore. So wild card, Toronto versus Baltimore will be played in Toronto. I think because of that, Toronto can run out pitching that can shut down Baltimore's bats because Baltimore doesn't have much pitching. Uh, So Toronto over Baltimore in the wild card game. That winner goes to place Texas in the division series. And I actually think that Toronto's bats are better than Texas 
pitching. Texas has you Darvish. Texas has Cole Hamels and nothing else. I think that Toronto can mount enough offense to beat Texas in the division series in five. Almost a revenge from last year when uh, Texas beat Toronto. So Toronto comes out of that one. You got Cleveland and Boston. For the life of me, I don't know how Cleveland is doing it. They've lost their two of their three top uh, starting pitchers. Uh, their offense is middle of the middle of the pack. I think this is more of a product of the fact that the AL Central is just that bad. They just fattened up on them. So I'm going to go Boston over Cleveland. So now we're left with the ALCS, Boston versus Toronto. Like a rematch of 92, I believe. I think Boston is just that much better than Toronto. I just think that Boston, uh, they lead the world in offense. Uh, For that reason, they don't need much pitching. They lead the world in offense. Um, They can straight up murder the ball. Mookie Betts, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., um, those, those good young outfielders, I think they would just flat out crush the ball. I got Boston in six coming out of the East. I mean, coming out of the American League. So now what are we left with? The Boston Red Sox versus the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. I think that is, I think, I'm not a biblical scholar, but I think I read that in the book of Revelation that said that is the end of the world when the Red Sox play the Cubs in the World Series. But it happens. So how do I handicap this? Now, I'm going to tell you off the bat, I'm a total homer when it comes to the Cubs. I'm not even going to lie to you about that. Um, But I'm also a realist, too. I can tell you when some things suck, whether I'm a fan of them or not. The Bears suck, and I'm a fan of them. So I don't let it cloud my judgment. I just cheer harder when they're in it. I think the Cubs are the closest thing to a complete team that there is or there has been since probably the 98 Yankees. Um, They are, they don't have any noticeable holes. If you need to nitpick, okay, Jason Hayward can't hit a beach ball with an ironing board. Okay. If you need to nitpick, maybe they can do better with runners in scoring position or uh, hitting with two strikes. Um, If you need to nitpick, the pitchers give up a little bit too, uh, too many homers. If you need to nitpick, but I think they're the closest thing to a, uh, complete team as there is. So before we get to all that, let me talk to my long-suffering Cub fans. I get it. 83, 84, I'm sorry. Leon Durham letting the ball go, uh, bopping on the ball in San Diego in the championship series. 89, when Will Clark hit like 5,000 against us and the Giants went to the World Series and played the A's. Uh, 98, we had that one-game playoff against the Giants to get into the World Series. I mean, get into the Division Series as the wild card and probably got swept by that mid-to-late-90s Braves team, which was shutting everybody down. 03, uh, Dusty Baker's first year, Game 6 versus the Marlins. Look, y'all, it wasn't Bartman's fault. Moises Alou, one, was not going to catch that ball. And two, the anxiety would have been a whole lot lower had he not blown a gasket. 
But beyond all that, everybody seems to forget that if Alex Gonzalez fields that double play ball, the next batter, they're out of the inning, and they're probably in the World Series, and they probably be the Yankees. So what y'all did to Bartman, and I say y'all because I didn't blame him, what y'all did to Bartman was criminal. Wasn't his fault. All y'all would have done the same thing if that ball was heading to you. And besides, Moises Alou wasn't catching that ball anyway. Dusty Baker should have came out and called Mark Pryor down. Dusty Baker should have done his thing as a manager. And besides, Kerry Wood had a whole game seven to blow. Okay. 07, 08. Very good teams. Uh, very uh, likable teams, actually. Uh, Lou Pinella's version of Cub playoff teams. But see, the thing about it is Lou Pinella bought into that Cubby mystique, what he called it. Cubby occurrences, what he actually called them. He bought into that goat and all that gra- all that crap. And those become self-fulfilling prophecies. If you are awaiting your death, it comes swiftly. So 07 and 08, the anxiety was high. Uh, I believe it was 07, Ryan Dempster starts game one and walks like seven people. He hadn't walked seven people all of September, but he did in one game. That that hit that that weight of history on your shoulders uh, get swept by the uh, Diamondbacks in 07 and get swept by the Dodgers in 08. That's that cubby occurrence stuff that they all bought into and played tight. 2015, this Cub team, this current Cub team, a little younger, but this current team, they just ran into some otherworldly pitching versus the Mets. That team last year was very entertaining to watch. They were very one-dimensional. They were a home run hitting team. They didn't manufacture many runs. So if they weren't hitting homers, they weren't scoring. And that Mets team shut them down. Matt Harvey, uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Jacob DeGrom, Stephen Matz, they shut them down. No question. 2016's teams. How about we enjoy the ride with this team? This team is likable. This team likes each other. They're young. They're going to be good for a while. And these young kids can play. And Joe Madden is a puppeteer. He knows what he's doing. I think Scott Van Pelt said on on his show one day, if you anticipate the losing And if it ultimately happens, then you've lived with it twice. How about you sit back and enjoy the ride? Because we have as much of a chance, if not a greater chance, to take it all. Uh, 538 Sports is an ESPN offshoot. They run playoff odds and that kind of thing every day. By sheer numbers, 10 teams in, that means everything, even each team has a 10% chance to win the World Series. Thing says the Cubs have a 24% chance to win the World Series, which means they have almost a 2.5% better chance than every other playoff team to win it all. Let's live with that. 
Let's enjoy that. When was the last time you heard a team say, damn, we got to play the Cubs this weekend? Live with that. Embrace it. Watch this team. Love this team because this team is fun to watch. All that being said, Coast fan, let's get back to, to the predictions. So, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, kind of fitting since Theo Epstein, the Cubs president, came from Boston after ending their curse uh, in 2004, 12 years ago. I think even though the series is a home field advantage to the American League due to that stupid all-star game rule, but the home field advantage is in the American League. I think the Cubs can go in and take one, maybe even two from Boston. If you got Lester and Arietta going one, two, I really do. Um, I think the lineups, whereas Boston has a little more thump from less or a, a lesser number of people, fewer people, I think the Cubs overall can manufacture more runs. From one to nine. Think about it. With the DH, we can run Solaire out there as a DH. Okay. So whereas Boston has more thump from two or three people, I think overall one through nine, we can get. So I see us at least one in Boston. Maybe not. Maybe one in Boston. We come back to Chicago, Wrigley Field, which we absolutely rocking during a World Series. I believe that the Cubs can take two out of those three. Boston may slip up and get one. Okay. Uh, I, I see one in the game, one in two. I see two out of three in the middle. The Cubs will win the World Series in game six in Boston. You heard it here first. This will be about a month from now, so I can revisit this in a month. The Cubs, the Cubs, 2016 World Series champions, by way of beating the Boston Red Sox in Game Six in Boston. So even further to tell you, the MVP of the series is going to be Chris Bryant. You've heard it here first. So in closing, to playoffs. American League, National League, you're left with Boston and Chicago. The Cubs being the most complete team in baseball will be in six. Chris Bryant will be your your World Series MVP, and I will be nowhere near Chicago during that parade. No, thank you. I will watch it on television. So, I'll probably come back sometime during the week with something. I have some, I'm have. i working on something. Something's brewing in my head. Uh, but definitely the end of this week, or definitely I'll be back on Sunday at 7 Central Time at my normal time. So in closing, I will say, as I always do, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace.